My name is Stephen Bashong. I'm associate editor at Solar Power World. This is Solar Speaks. On the line today is Jim Grasty. He's engineering manager for systems and services at Alltech. Thank you for being here today, Jim. Thank you, Stephen. Alltech, of course, is a global leader in the design, manufacture, and installation of grounding systems, surge suppression, and lightning protection technologies. Today, our conversation focuses on lightning. Weather.com estimates that 25 million lightning bolts strike the ground each year on average in the U.S., and each of those can carry as much energy as a nuclear reactor. Unfortunately, some of those lightning bolts are bound to strike solar rays. So, Jim, I guess a good place to start is how great of a threat does lightning pose to solar arrays across the country? Um, well, Stephen, the the danger varies according to the uh, number of thunderstorm days per year that happen in a particular location. Uh, the number of thunderstorm days is called the isochronic value. And so... Um, if there's a low isochronic value uh, state would be, say, California, and a high would be uh, Florida. Hmm. And so so the location has a lot to do with it. And then the size, the collection volume of the field. If it's a small roof-mounted system, then the collection volume is very small. If it's a you know very large facility, then there's a very good likelihood that lightning will strike that facility sometime. When when lightning does strike an array, what's what's the typical fallout? Well, you know, so we have two types of lightning strike scenarios. One is a direct strike, and this is where the equipment itself would collect the strike. And so uh, that in that case, uh, you have tremendous energy uh, hitting hit, uh, hitting the um, the piece of equipment or the structure, and uh, that direct strike can can definitely cause explosive de- type damage. Um, the the uh, more likely or other scenario would be a, a nearby strike, an indirect strike. And so the lightning energy would then come through metallic elements uh, like pipelines, overhead lines, fences, all different types of uh, metal and then be induced onto the equipment. And mm-hmm. so then then things like the, uh, the, so the, the solar modules themselves are in danger from a direct strike. Inverters and rectifiers, transformers, battery chargers, control circuits, all the, the critical electronic equipment is very susceptible to the indirect effects of the lightning strike. When the lightning strikes, I mean, is this, are these uh, various types of equipment uh, uh, completely, you know, ruined, or are they just damaged a little bit? Do components need changed out, or, or what's the technical fallout? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I think you would see both types of scenarios. Um, you know, a direct strike on pretty much any any unprotected piece of equipment could cause it to basically become fried. Um, there, there could be small amounts of damage that would cause um, cumulative effects that would be, uh, you know, that could affect the uh, the 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 downtime, you know, the the downtime uh, scenario. Um, I'm not really sure, you know. It just it everything depends on where the lightning hits. You know, if it it could it could strike a um, a piece of a panel and take out the entire string and all the equipment associated with that string, mm-hmm. for instance. So, are solar developers taking the necessary precautions to protect uh, their in, their investments? 
I think the practice varies um, by the construction company. Um, I do. I don't see as much protection being offered uh, to to reflect what I feel would be the amount of the investment and the uh, continuity of service requirements. Mm-hmm. So, so I would say, in general, no. Um, you might you might uh, poll some of your uh, readers and and see uh, and see what they think about that. But I would be surprised if it is a, a normal practice for the solar installation people to uh, install lightning protection systems. Interesting. So, are, aren't there any uh, rules or regulations, you know, guiding the way solar developers should be protecting these solar arrays? <clears throat> Well, in, unless a company uh, has an internal uh, guidelines, then the, the then compliance would be would be voluntary. Hmm. The, there is uh, the National Fire Protection Association uh, NFPA 780 uh, installation of lightning protection systems chapter 12 does talk about uh, guide, it has guidelines for the lightning protection for roof mounted and ground mounted. Uh, uh, photovoltaic uh, panels so there is guidance available uh in in uh, public in public formats um additionally you know we alltech works with a number of uh different companies that that have different applications and requirements that we then address with our our own experience and expertise and in, in-house engineering capabilities so we can pretty much help anyone from small to uh to you know uh, utility size uh, solar installations yeah how does alltech help one of the places i would start is with the uh, alltechglobal.com website we have a number of uh, articles uh, regarding a uh, lot of different uh, lightning protection applications. One of the most important uh, I- ideas that I think a person might take away from the evaluation or reading of our materials on our website would be what we call the Alltech Protection Pyramid. And this is the the idea that you you need three layers for lightning protection. The base layer is grounding and bonding, the center layer is surge suppression, and then you cap it off basically with a, a lightning direct strike lightning protection. So, so I would start with the uh, a risk assessment we have on on the on on our resource page. We have a simplified risk assessment, which is free, and anybody could fill in the parameters of their solar array and come up with a recommendation of whether lightning protection is needed or not. Um, there's a number of factors associated with that: mm-hmm. uh, the the size, collection volume, the uh, the, the continuity of service, uh, whether it's uh, surrounded by uh, other tall buildings or trees, and whether people are there, for instance. And so once you've decided that the risk uh, justifies the, uh, the, the additional expense of lightning protection, then I would start with the grounding and bonding. Grounding and bonding is the key, particularly for solar, uh, solar arrays. Uh, the, the, the idea that um, that you you want to prevent a, a a voltage potential between different pieces of the equipment could affect uh, human safety, and then on top of that, I would layer uh, surge suppression. So the the surge suppression is quite often neglected on the DC side, the low voltage side of the DC. Uh, you protect if we if uh, Alltech was provided a 
a single line diagram of the facilities, we could make a recommendation for a cascaded surge protection system solution, hmm. and then look at lightning protection, direct strike protection. The One of the problems with solar arrays, large ones particularly, is that it takes thousands, possibly thousands of uh, of air terminals to provide direct strike protection. If you look at the Alltech website, you'll see a number of uh, alternate uh, lightning protection technologies. One that's particularly effective in solar fields is the early streamer emitter or ESE system, which provides a large uh, volume protection from a single uh, air terminal mounted on a mast, which you could mat you could uh, locate so as not to provide uh, a shadow on the uh, panel elements. The, the advanced technologies, the streamer delay and streamer advanced technologies that Altec offers, those are basically compared to the traditional Franklin rod. So the, if you consider the Franklin rod the baseline, you have to understand some about the how lightning is, is created and generated. And so the, the charge separation occurs in the cloud, the, the droplets and and ice crystals brush against each other and transfer charge. And so a, a difference, difference in charge occurs in the separation of charge occurs in the cloud. And so the opposite uh, charge is, is gathered up on the earth. As the potential uh, develops, it actually can, it, it breaks down the dielectric of the air. And so you get a downward leader and when that downward leader gets within, uh, say, 150 feet uh, from the Earth, then a upward streamer is generated by objects on the ground, hmm. typically the corners and edges and uh, points of things on the ground. That charge is pulled through a, a, a vaguely luminescent plasma filament. When that upward streamer meets the downward leader, the connection is made, the field collapses, and you have a, a lightning strike. The charge is drained from the cloud, and the, the potential is equalized. So in the case of a streamer delaying device, like the charge dissipation terminals, what we do is mitigate the formation of the upward streamer. So we, we, we slow down that generation by creating a, a cloud of, of ions that, that come out the tips and points of the charge dissipation terminal so that you don't get that streamer formation. In the case of, a early, of an early streamer emitter, what we do is we, we pump up the charge on plates. The geometry of the early streamer creates a, a streamer, a much more robust streamer, earlier in time and space than would normally be generated by an object on the ground. And so there's a st the standard for the uh, for the the testing and installation of the early streamer emitter is NFC 17102. It's a European standard, and um, it it provides for an extended area of protection by creating this early streamer, which then collects the lightning strike to that particular point. So that would be one of the considerations: is is you're actually asking for the lightning to come to a particular place. So that location should be well considered, but quite often 
you can place it on the edge of an array, you point the grounding system, the, 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 the uh, delta or crow's foot grounding system, you, you point it away from the facility so when the lightning strike occurs, then the energy is directed into the earth away from the facility itself. Wow, that's uh, that's incredible technology. Wh how come they don't have those on every golf course around the country? <laughs> <laughs> well, for one thing, um, you know they are used on golf courses and a number of areas, uh, places where um, you you have a, a large volume uh, or a large area that you want to protect, but it's still not safe outside. Mm -hmm. Humans should not be outside in the case of a of a, of a thunderstorm. And it, it, even a correctly received and dissipated lightning strike can still cause huge uh, changes in the, in, in the potential of the Earth. So you would have step potentials, which could actually electrocute you just by being standing on the ground near to where a lightning strike occurs. Wow. So another reminder to uh, get away from those projects and off the rooftops if you're a solar installer, you know, anywhere near a lightning storm. I, what is it, like 10 miles or something? You should be... Um, I, I believe if you can if, if you can hear... I would use 30 miles. So if you oh, can wow. hear... If you can, hear, if you can count to 30, 30 seconds, then, um, then you, sh you, should, uh, you should take shelter and not come back out until... You can count to thirty on as it as it's going away, and maybe even then, lightning can there's strike a lightning strike can strike from the blue. Basically, you have what looks like blue sky above you, and fifty miles away, a lightning strike can come from over another where a thunderstorm is occurring over the horizon and come. So there's there are a number of sites on the internet and also uh, Alltech has some uh, lightning safety tips on our website hmm. and it's it's a much more you know in-depth uh, conversation than than you can have in a short time lightning safety and in how how to protect yourself from lightning in general all right well if a uh, solar developer or contractor or owner wants to learn more about the threat of lightning to solar arrays and how they can protect their work where should they go Jim well, the Alltech website is alltechglobal, A-L-L-T-E-C-G-L-O-B-A-L.com. There's, like I said, there's a number of uh, products and services that are described there, as well as some good reference articles. Uh, you could also call me, Jim Grasty, at 828-646-9290, and I will be glad to help out any way I can. Thank you so much for your time today, Jim. I appreciate it, Stephen. Jim Grasty is Engineering Manager for Systems and Services at Alltech. I'm Stephen Bashong. This was Solar Speaks. Thanks for listening.